0: Time. Linda. Perfect timing.
1: Five minutes later than normal.
0: I know. Well, you know why.
1: I don't know because, why. I hope you'll tell me.
0: Because last week I was almost late because my spin class instructor let us out late.
1: Right. Right. We did no. hear about that last time.
0: I'm so anxious.
1: <laughs> well, now were you just standing around for five minutes waiting?
0: Yes. <laughs> Well, that there you go. Cool. You can always just can text me and time. say,
1: call me because I was just sitting in front of my computer waiting.
0: Well, it's fine. 300
1: miles <laughs> apart, two people just staring at a screen waiting. <laughs> that's the, that's, the, the, that's that. the modern equivalent of, like, uh, you know, the thing people would say, the romantic thing where they'd be like, when you look up at the stars at night, just pretend I'm looking up at those same stars as well from somewhere else. Yeah. It's like that, but it's like when you're staring at your iPhone. Hoping it will ring. Just imagine me staring at my FaceTime app, with my yeah. mouse hovered over the call Linda button, waiting for the clock to tick over to
0: 7:15. It's just me, you, the moon, and FaceTime.
1: Me, you, the moon, a server in Germany, a very extensive <laughs> network of wires and signals. AirPods. Air buds, microphone. You know, things, Linda. Things. All
0: the things one needs. How's your week, Linda? It's
1: pretty good. I am sleepy. Oh, God, I'm so sleepy, too.
0: <laughs>
1: Here's what I did. I done fucked myself right up.
0: I'm I don't drink coffee, up. as
1: we may or not have talked about in this podcast before. I feel like All it's right. probably come up, because I don't don't coffee. You're one of
0: the chosen
1: ones. Sure, whatever. So, as yeah. a result, I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, I would say. Yeah? Uh, like. I oftentimes get a little twitchy off of, like, a mug of tea. I'm like, ugh.
0: So I don't <laughs> drink tea in the
1: afternoon. I only drink in the morning. Anyway, I made this extensive chili yesterday. There is a serious eats recipe for really good chili that has many, 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 many steps and in ingredients. Uh, it's all very complicated. And one of the ingredients is a tablespoon of coffee grounds. And I really? thought to myself, there's no way this coffee grounds will... Have enough caffeine in it to affect me, considering I'm making enough chili for six people. Yeah, about a big big heaping tablespoon of uh, finely ground coffee. Okay. uh, I'm not actually sure it's what it was, but that's my current operating theory because I went to sleep my normal time around 9 p.m., fell asleep reading a book, and then come 1 a.m., hello, wide awake. Never back asleep.
0: Never again. Andy? Pussy.
1: (laughs) Very powerful. (laughs) Very strong. (laughs) Just like,
0: puppies. oh my god, oh my god, I just saw the only good use of a boosted board. There's a man and he's got a little tiny dog on it.
1: Ah! Of a what board?
0: <laughs> boosted board? You know those little like uh, electric skateboards with the orange wheels?
1: Uh, and they no, super... but I can picture an electric skateboard.
0: Yeah, and they go super fast uh, in the bike lane, but not quite as fast as bikes. So right. it's just kind of like asking to get thrown off of a thing and to crack your head open. Anyways. I hate them because they're douchey, but there's a guy riding one right now with a little tiny, tiny, tiny dog on it. It's so cute.
1: I hope the dog is safe. Does the dog have a little helmet?
0: Uh, no. But it looks like he was having fun.
1: Okay, well, that's as good as a helmet.
0: <laughs> as that's what my mother has- always
1: said. Like, if you're going to go outside and ride bikes, either have fun or wear a helmet. One or the other.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this one tablespoon of coffee really fucked your net up. Oh, huh?
1: I don't know, man, but 1 a.m., there I was. Shot up, wide awake, and uh, I never really fell back asleep.
0: So this is what happens to me in those situations.
1: I either lay
0: awake for five hours until I just give up and get out of bed and then have like the weirdest day, or I it takes me like an hour or two, so then I fall back to sleep just in time to like really only get a nap and before. And
1: then you're like crazy groggy because your alarm goes off and your body was in the middle of like its first. REM cycle of the evening
0: right what yeah. are we gonna do
1: yeah none of those things happened to me i just stayed there wide awake i went to the gym at 6 a.m as you do
0: yeah i, I woke get... up in the middle of the night but i think it was because i drank a bunch of wine
1: oh um, see that does it to me too
0: yeah it was a uh, ladies night at my house so we had hello wine
1: a bunch of wine oh yeah on a school night
0: Actually, there are three bottles between like six or seven women, so not that much. Yeah, that's a but. That's that's,
1: that's you know that's reasonable for a weekend night. Maybe maybe getting a little frisky for uh, for a school night, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You got there. You had fun. <laughs>
0: that's great. Are you a wine snob?
1: Um, I don't know like, much you... about wine, so okay. we'll start there. Uh-huh. But I do have a friend of mine who is a wine snob, and. By my good graces of being his friend, I have been exposed to some more expensive wines. And I do have to say they taste better. They do. Oh,
0: my God.
1: They do. They do taste better. Um, But that said, I won't. I'll drink any kind of wine if people are serving it. I'm not a snob in that sense.
0: Okay. That's good. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Coffee chili. I think it was a confluence of things. It was coffee chili. And then Hillary's out of town for a few days, which means I'm on, like, full dog duty, which is not normally at all taxing except when I go to the gym super early then I have to get up early enough to walk the dog before that because I don't know what she would do if I left the house and just left her in there without taking her out she might revolt and decide that she's never going out and just pee on everything so yeah gotta do that and then also we got some busy at work just busy got launches going on all kinds of work to do and just you know background stress about that which is dumb it is dumb But that's a perfect thing to ruminate about from, mm, I don't know, about 1 a.m. to about 5.15 a.m. Just sit there and think (laughs) about that.
0: Which is great because you're not actually in front of a computer doing any of the work. Oh, it's very productive,
1: Uh, though. Oh, so productive to worry all that time. Were
0: you?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, so productive. And then I, you know, made all my work today that much easier that I spent that much time worrying about it.
0: Did it actually? You're going to be totally
1: sarcastic. No, I'm joking.
0: (laughs) There have been some moments where I take this uh, allergy medicine. Like anything with the D in it, like Claritin D or Zyrtec D, uh, any of anything that. Anything with the
1: D in it, Linda. Really?
0: I know. I was just I threw it out there, and I was like, maybe we can get by without calling that out. But
1: sorry, not on this okay. show.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was tons of D up in that. Kill. Uh, but anyways, I um. So when I take that, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. With like fully formed, like presentations in my head, and I have to get out of bed and go get it all down. Uh, it's pretty crazy.
1: You're struck by inspiration. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I woke up with ass. fully formed GitHub issues in my head, So I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, we gotta document this issue." <laughs>
0: uh, sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes I can like nail out a to-do list and even that is great because then you wake up and you're like what should i work on today oh yeah thank you linda from the past who was having a fucking meltdown in the middle of her sleep appreciate you
1: so you're saying your your worrying is actually productive
0: sometimes yes but then sometimes it's just like a deep spiral you're just having arguments with people who aren't even around crazy person
1: it's very frustrating for me because it's like my rational brain is still present, and I'm like, this is not, first of all, this is unproductive to worry about this. Second of all, I, even if it was productive, it's just uh, it's just like ruminative cycle, right, where you start worrying about something, and then, you know, your heart rate picks up, and you become more awake because you're more agitated and stressed, and then that just causes you to worry about more things because you get that elevated heart rate, and it's like, I wish I could just exert more control over that dumb part of my brain. It's very frustrating for me to not be able to control it.
0: As a person who doesn't drink caffeine, it's pretty crazy. What? That you experience those types of cycles to that intensity.
1: Oh, this is why I don't drink caffeine, because I would fucking explode. It'd be terrible. I'd ruin you. Yeah, I would not be be good. I definitely, like, when I was a kid, and I, I say kid, up and through, like, college, I always did my most productive work late at night, right? I mean, late at night, like...
0: Oh, yeah. Same here.
1: Come 2 a.m. And it wasn't just procrastination. Like, it wasn't always, I did work late at night because it was due the next day. And so, if I didn't do it at 2 a.m., it wouldn't happen. It was like, you know, long projects that were done over the course of months. I would still get almost all of my best work done on things late at night. And I have this theory, which is a harebrained theory, but maybe has some truth to it, which is that I do oftentimes lack focus. And I feel like if I'm a little bit tired, that like, makes it so I can't split my attention across four things successfully, which means that right. I'm actually kind of focus on one thing for once forever.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which it feels that way, at least. I don't know if it's actually true if it's just a fallacy, but
0: it, no, feels it like when I'm very awake, I'm
1: like, I got to have a bunch of things going. I'm going to need chat windows. I'm going to need, you know, whatever, podcasts going in the background. I'm going to need all this kind of stuff. And then yeah. when I get tired, it's like, oh, no, I can just think about one thing.
0: Right exactly
1: what a pleasure
0: Uh, I'm so the same way
1: is that something diagnosable (laughs) do I just have like
0: I think what you're describing is ADHD Andy
1: well no one ever diagnosed me with it so
0: they have medicine for it
1: (sighs) such a fraught thing for me yeah because I feel like I have no doubt there's a bunch of things about me that could be made better by medicine but then it's like where do you draw the line there's got to be a line somewhere, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Medicine's weird.
1: What do you mean, medicine's weird? Expand on that.
0: <laughs> I was just talking to my sister today about some personal family health issues. Um, uh, not with myself, just someone in my family. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this thing that happens where you're prescribed medicine, the medicine makes you better. So then you think you're cured and you stop taking the medicine. Right. And then uh, the problem comes back, but in a very real way because you stopped taking the medicine, Mm -hmm. uh, not under a doctor's supervision. Yep. Yep.
1: It turns out you're just broken now. That's that's your new reality. Now Now you take this pill.
0: That's what I mean by weird. That was a loaded statement. I saw another cute dog. I got distracted. I can't blame Thinking you. Thinking of ADHD.
1: <laughs> I can't blame you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I yeah. again when I was younger I always felt like uh I don't know. I had I don't know why I even have this opinion, but I remember having the opinion that like Western medicine was keen to overdiagnose things that could be medicated as like some extension of the like pharmaceutical industrial complex and it wasn't treating the actual problems; it was just treating the symptoms, and they would give you pills all day to treat the symptoms. And I've backed off of that a lot in my adult age, and now I largely feel like, "Hey, look, medicine's amazing. Like we invented it. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's one of the most profound ways that like scientific advancements can touch a human life. And if anything makes you feel better, you should just like do it because, YOLO, you might as well have a nice life yeah. and take some pills. But then I still have this yeah. feeling of like. Would my life, like, I don't suffer from depression, but Uh we just talked about me spending 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. in a ruminative cycle that I could not break to fall back asleep, perhaps because of coffee chili, to blame. Uh, (laughs) There's a very good chance that some medicine or blocker or whatever out there would make me not have those cycles, right? And so it's it would be silly for me not to be like oh i'm not gonna take that pill because it would just make my life better if i didn't feel have those feelings and thoughts and then right. obviously, obviously there's was like some kind of inherent risk with any kind of medication it was always side effects and i guess that's the baseline you have to weigh it against is like is the potential improvement to my life worth the potential the cost of like minor risks of this thing yeah then even beyond that it's like i don't know i i, I it's hard to say this without sounding like i'm Somehow being judgmental of people that do choose to take medicine, which I'm definitely not trying to do. But for me, I oftentimes feel like if I were to take a pill to fix that, then I would be like cheating almost. like
0: that's exactly ins- what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, like
1: instead of actually working on my own brain and my own internal processes and like learning how to control my stress or anxiety, I would just be you know cheating by b- blocking it medically. Uh, which yeah. I don't think that's what, again, if you're out there and you're taking medication for whatever, I absolutely 1000% no judgment to do what you gotta do to be happy and live a life. But uh, I don't know, I can't shake that feeling. It's not a rational thought, because again, I don't actually yeah. think that, but I feel that way.
0: I used to feel like, yeah, there was this asterisk by anything that you produced under the influence of a drug.
1: Oh, and, tell me more about this.
0: Well, because this is how it works in sports, right? Like if you're caught with performance enhancing drugs. Uh, then you're kind of like stripped of your titles that you've won during that time, or kicked out of your field, or whatever. And I think that I just kind of applied the same logic to life stuff. Like, there are some designers who will take Adderall so that they can, you know, stay up all night and produce dope shit. And I always, like, had this blocker in my head that's like, wait, no, but that's cheating. (laughs) Like, In that
1: situation, do you think it's the Adderall producing the dope shit, though?
0: Well, that's where I've changed. Is that I think when I was younger, I did assume that I wouldn't be able to appreciate my output as much had I known that it was done under the influence of something else. And now I'm realizing that
1: now I'm popping Adderall all the time.
0: (laughs) No, I've still never like taken a drug. I've smoked weed like three times in my life and freaked out every time
1: um <laughs> really that's the extent of your exposure to drugs yeah really you're just yeah. a, you're just a, you're an ever-unfolding mystery to me
0: i'm a i'm a normie i'm pretty fucking normal I, mean, I not everyone
1: you don't really throw that shape at least like i don't know i would have guessed that you would have been more adventurous. I, I'm I'm kind of in your camp. I'm even more extreme. I uh did weed once. I say did weed. You did weed. All right. I didn't yep. smoke <laughs> it. I just ate a bunch of brownies. Yeah. And that was a horrific experience. Partially because I really like brownies. That's the that's the main problem with that situation.
0: Yeah. But are just um, like Ooh, delicious treats. Yeah. But, uh, I. And I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm using hyperbole. It's probably been like under under 15 times in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I haven't ever tried. Did you make dope
1: shit while under the influence?
0: No, I went to bed. Freaked. I freaked out and went to sleep because I was afraid of what I might say. This one time, I was uh, smoking with an old boss of mine because I felt very pressured. Like they weren't pressuring me, but it was just like a social situation where everyone was doing it, and I was like, I can do it. I can be cool. And wow, Linda. uh, And then I was like, um, I, I, I. reached out to this girl who was sitting next to me, and I was just like, I'm pretty sure I just gave my lungs a sunburn. And she was like, you should go to bed. So,
1: What a delightfully stereotypical weed story.
0: Yeah, so lately I've been thinking about um, actually just going to a doctor finally to be diagnosed for ADHD, because I have such severe focus problems at work, and everyone kind of laughed it off, like, oh, Linda's useless after 4 p.m., like, don't schedule any meetings, or she'll be like, I don't know, like, some people give me shit and, like, call we'll be, me we'll out when i She'll be chasing
1: I'm... a butterfly around the conference room with a net.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and um, I had a teacher in seventh grade who called me the wanderer because I would, like, literally get up and wander around sometimes. <laughs> um, I think that I definitely have something like that, but I've always felt this, Pride in managing it myself, or maybe it's not pride. Maybe it's that I'm just really fucking hard on myself. Hubris. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, I can figure this out. This means that I need to get nine and a half hours of sleep, and drink eight glasses of water, and do breathing exercises, and you know, I, I'm all about managing things uh, with basically just whatever you would have if you were a caveman.
1: Yeah, I feel you.
0: Here's the other fucking thing
1: about this kind of medicine, though. And again, totally unsuperfied people that seek these things because it makes your life better. That's beautiful. But here's the other thing I think people are distracted at work because work fucking sucks. It's not fun to sit at a goddamn <laughs> computer all day and fucking send emails and like do shit. Like, I don't, we're not built for that, right? Like, like I, part of me rejects the idea that if you find yourself scatterbrained in that moment that the ideal should be you know make yourself as much like a complacent drone as possible and i don't mean to get all garden state about this like i don't mean in like an emotional (laughs) way i mean like just because the way society is structured means that people are disproportionately you know uh dissatisfied in this particular way unable to focus you know tired and bored and you know can't actually get engaged by anything at work. Maybe it's because work sucks. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh, that's a cool car.
1: I just don't necessarily oh, want to, like, condition my life. I don't want to condition myself for a life that may not be the perfect life for me. And, all, again, all these things are different from actually having, like, you know, genuine imbalances in the chemicals in your brain, which, you know, that's honestly exactly the same as having, like, a broken leg. Like, if your chemical brain, if your brain chemicals are spitting out the wrong things, then... It's no surprise that you can't focus or get stuff done. But I do think there's a there's a spectrum, and part of me feels like people oftentimes assume if they can't do the like little ant job of bringing a little bead of sugar water to the queen uh, and be excited by that every day, that surely the problems with them and maybe the problems with society.
0: Just saying. same. Exactly. Yeah. This one time when I was in college, um, I had this really, really, really nasty infection um it wasn't quite pneumonia but it was whatever is similar to that
1: i don't know i'm not a doctor god knows
0: um sorry i just flicked someone off <laughs> <laughs> would you flick off some guy just like i was just crossing the street and he just wasn't paying attention and like full speed right at me Man. so i did one of these like throw my arms out and then he like hit his brakes and i flicked him off <laughs>
1: Anyway, I I truly hope you never are struck by a car on this podcast. That would be horrifying. Me
0: too. I think about it all the time.
1: Okay, Okay. well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound great either. (laughs) Wait, what was I just saying? I just, like, oh, that was so scary that I totally lost my train of thought.
1: You were saying. I forgot, too. See? We're not good at this.
0: (laughs) I know. See? Human beings are supposed to do this shit. Any of it. Don't
1: get hit by cars.
0: Yeah. Animal Brand says no.
1: It's funny because I, I write the show notes for the podcast, uh, which means like as soon as we are done recording, I usually export the MP3 and I write like the show notes are literally a sentence. Where I write like Andy and Linda discuss and I try and think of three things we discussed. And it's amazing how many times I get to the end of the episode. It's been five minutes trimming it. And exporting the audio, and then I can't remember what the hell we talked about to write that one uh. sentence. And I have to go back to the beginning and play it and, like, jump to different sections and be like, right, right, we talked about that, right.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, scary. Mm. scary. I was surprised
1: earlier when you said that uh, you felt pressured by a social situation. Because, again, Linda, I, my, my the, the Linda in my brain, my vision of you, is that you would be completely impervious to peer pressure or as, <laughs> as near impervious peer pressure as a human could reasonably be.
0: Well, this was before you even met me. I think I was, I had just turned 25. Um, and yeah, I think I was still going through a phase of experimentation and like still just trying stuff and like wanting to be the cool kid who could hang and do certain things. But now, yes, I, I very much know about myself. Not to do that. <laughs> Especially when I'm around other people.
1: Just to not smoke a weed or stop, not yeah, to give stop into peer pressure?
0: Well, I guess there is no peer pressure for me anymore. Like, is that the true? second that... Uh, I really don't think I do. I mean, I think if there are some, like, social norms that I feel pressured to fall into, but I would just be, like, you know, going to the thing that so-and-so's wife invited me to because I know that it would mean a lot for our friendship if I did or you know like that kind of stuff sure or I might not really want to go but I know that it's probably the right thing
1: that sounds more like being a grown-up than giving into peer pressure right
0: but yeah I think like the minute that somebody is like oh it's too shots or tries to keep me out for one more drink I I think that nowadays Mm -hmm. I'm really like repulsed by that. Like I think that if I say what I need to do and that is to leave or to go to bed or whatever and then someone like tries to protest, yeah. That really 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 gets to me. That's and a red
1: flag for me too. Yeah. Got to respect people's decisions.
0: Yeah. Even if it's a small decision
1: to leave the bar.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah, exactly. And I think that especially when when women, uh, and I, I think that the same is probably true for men. I'm not saying that men don't experience this. but mm, I'm
1: not sure what you're going to say, but I already <laughs> think it's worse for women. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I think that as a woman, there's already all this pressure the social pressure on being nice and acceptable and to make people feel good and to put other people's feelings and uh, other people's egos before yours. And so by rejecting them or their ideas or their evening or whatever you're already kind of doing a no-no, you know?
1: You're already doing something yeah. that
0: makes you feel a little bit guilty. And so... Uh,
1: and conversely, I think, think there is, like, I think men disproportionately have the tendency to be like, no, nah, come on, one more shot, blah, 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 two women, because men are conditioned to try and control women, basically.
0: Exactly. And so I think that, like, anytime somebody voices that need... Or that boundary when they say, "Like, all right, I'm gonna go." They've probably been sitting there saying it in their head for like 20 minutes. <laughs> or uh, not everybody, but or no,
1: it's then, true. A lot of people once by the time they've said it, they've been they're already like 150% past the threshold of actually wanting to do the thing.
0: Right, exactly. And so what's happened is that that person has already put themselves to the emotional labor of telling you something that's gonna kind of hurt your feelings watching you feel a little rejected feeling bad about that uh and then yeah so to be like no you're just putting them through like one extra layer of standing up for themselves which is really hard sometimes especially if you're inebriated or
1: whatever i agree people gotta respect other people's things they want to do
0: it's so true
1: so true Roger. How often do you flip people off?
0: Uh, nowadays, like, once a week. Nice. <laughs> um, it's, it's become Well, it's become my very, like, animal instinctual reaction.
1: Yeah, it's, it's your, to, your reptile brain. It's just like, shoot that finger up.
0: Yeah, to almost getting hit by a car. It's never like, if somebody's, like, honking and I don't like it, I'm not going to just, like, flick them off for being kind of douchey. But it's when... I suddenly have that, my life is in danger uh, moment that I give him a little bird. Yeah. And I don't I don't condone that. I don't, I'm not proud of giving the bird to people. But it just happens.
1: Yeah. Hard not to. These kind of situations happen to me on my bike where oftentimes flipping somebody off is not practical because I'm also simultaneously having to brake immediately to not be maimed. Uh, and so my usual thing is just to go like, hey, hey, hey! Like, hey! Uh, and it's amazing how mad people get at me for just saying, hey, hey, hey. For just saying,
0: hey, exactly.
1: Yeah, like there was uh, one time, I, <laughs> I remember this so visually, it was like three weeks ago. I was biking to work in a protected bike lane on a road. And the road itself was like packed with traffic, right? It was like really slow moving, uh, including this big intersection where people had, you know, filled the intersection, even though there was... A, there was not enough room for on the other side. And then by the time the light went green running, uh, running my direction, this parallel to where I was going, the intersection was full of cars. And so, uh, no one could move. And so mm-hmm. this other biker was moving through the cars, through a red light, uh, going the opposite direction. No reason he could do that is because all the cars were stopped in traffic and he just like cut me right off. And so I was like, Hey, 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 as he like, you know, pulled right in front of me and he just yells back, fuck you asshole. <laughs> Which is clearly his reptile brain thing. Like You're flipping people off is him just saying, fuck you, asshole. But I was like, how am I an asshole? I'm biking (laughs) in my bike lane. I've got a green light. You cut me off. I just say, hey, hey, hey. And Uh, then you call me an asshole.
0: It makes me so upset. So anyway, I got off my bike and I beat the shit
1: out of him. my (laughs) U-lock.
0: Oh, I've always wanted to do that. God.
1: I think about it a lot, but I've never done it. Also, I've never done it to a perfectly fine stranger. I think about it in, for self-protection. No one ever messes with me though, because I'm big. So, right. I don't have problems. Oh my with god,
0: those. I had this friend in high school who was like the scrawniest mathlete in the world. He was like such a dork. And then uh, he started skateboarding, and he was pretty good. And uh, he was just like skating through Atlanta or something one day, and a car came up behind him and did that. They like almost hit him or something, and he just lost his shit. He got off his skateboard and picked it up and just started beating the hood of the car with it. (laughs) Just dented the fuck out of that thing and then skated off. I don't think he ever got caught.
1: Huh. Yeah. I had a friend in college that uh, melted keys into the end caps of his handlebars. So his handlebars that were like straight across. And he took the plastic end cap and then melted it a little bit and like jammed keys in there. So if people come out of traffic, he could just lean his handlebars into the car, and the key would scrape along the side of the vehicle after they cut him off.
0: That is some premeditated shit.
1: Yeah, that's a little. Oh. That's a little. Uh, <laughs> that's across a line for me. It feels a little. A Little yeah. cuckoo. But whatever,
0: you know, whatever people got to do to feel better. Hmm.
1: <sighs> Are you gonna go to bed early because you're tired?
0: No, I was in. New Hampshire for that like leadership thing last week, mm-hmm. and it was really great. You blossomed um, into a better leader, yes. I feel as though I did, but it was just very exhausting mentally. So I haven't been like physically yawn tired, I've just been like a little bit mushy in the brain department.
1: Time to like turn on a Netflix days. show and just put on the Great British Bake Off, is what I say,
0: yeah. I've been watching Big Mouth. Never heard of That's it. That's fun.
1: What? What is Big Mouth?
0: Oh, my God. Watch it on the Netflix. It's like Nick crawl and it's an animated series, and it's super funny. It's all about going through puberty. Sounds um, very
1: relatable to me as a 30-year-old man.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was all watching it. and was just like, was like, oh, my God. I wish that I had this when I was going through all these changes because just describes everything so perfectly well
1: well i'll put it on my long list of things to watch on netflix for whenever when I when you retire. <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah which is not very often unfortunately
0: or when you get put in a home
1: yeah well wouldn't that be nice yeah just a nice home to stay in <laughs> see out the rest of my days
0: that sounds horrible
1: i don't know what they got there they got fun games
0: yeah, they have fun games. As long as I got
1: fun games, that's all I need. Hell yeah. Keep me intellectually engaged. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Dang it.
1: <laughs> is that you <laughs> trying to be Hank Hill?
0: It was just kind of like a southern person in general. Gotcha. See, this is the state that my brain is in right now.
1: <laughs> just uh, lapsing into southern accents arbitrarily.
0: Yeah. State. Yeah, I'm The cool. state
1: of the deep south.
0: I'm a cool lady. I've
1: always said that about you. Yeah. Linda, cool lady.
0: Great.
1: Hey, we're going to see each other in person before we record again. That's exciting. Oh, my
0: God. Next week, we're going to go to the Whitney Museum, and yep. we're going to eat brunch in the Upper West Side like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and you've got mail. And I'll be Tom Hanks, and you can be Meg Ryan. Does
1: that mean I have to have an orgasm loudly in the restaurant?
0: No, that's when Harry met Sally. Oh,
1: sorry. Got my movies confused.
0: Wrong adorable love story featuring Meg Ryan. Okay, what does
1: Meg Ryan do in the restaurant?
0: Uh, In the restaurant or in You've Got Mail?
1: It, I, you were gonna. You're just saying I have to be Meg Ryan in the restaurant. I'm trying to understand what that means.
0: Oh, I'm just saying we're going to act out the entire movie, You've Got Mail.
1: Oh, well, I'm not starting a very good place because I, I got a producer <laughs> holding for a movie. Because we have clearly
0: difficult. never seen it.
1: I have not. Right.
0: It's okay. You can improvise. I'll feed you your line.
1: There you go. Do yes and. be perfect.
0: So I've seen it enough.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And listener, don't try and either rob me or find us because this is (laughs) pre-recorded. Yeah. This happened months ago, listener.
0: Yeah, dummies. You don't even know how the internet works.
1: I think you can rob me. My OPSEC is tight.
0: What was that? Uh, Quick question. Yeah. Does your office do stupid shit for people's birthdays? No. Do you have a holiday party?
1: We did just last week. (gasps) We have a, uh, because we're called Friends of the Web, we have a Friendsgiving instead of Uh, a holiday party. And we cook a whole big turkey and do like big Thanksgiving food for everybody. That's
0: fun. That's better than the holiday party. I always hated going to the holiday party.
1: I think ours is a good balance. I think it's fun, but a little bit low-key. I I think people don't loathe it. It's hard to say. You'll never know as the person running the party, if people like it or not.
0: People hate everything.
1: Yeah, what are you gonna do? Just not go. How far are you from home, Linda?
0: Um, I passed home and I've been walking around the block.
1: Did you forget that it's your job to end the shows now? I explicitly oh! gave you this instruction last week.
0: Uh, my brain is mush, Andy. You're not allowed to give me new things <laughs> and then expect me to do them well.
1: Well. I'll remind you Too next stupid. time. stupid. <clears throat> All
0: right, go eat, a, go eat a piece of pizza.
1: Mm. I already ate potstickers for dinner. Yeah. And now, I'm going to go to bed as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm exhausted. You're old. Hey, Linda, I'll see you
0: soon. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Have a great evening. Yeah. Good night, Andy. Good
1: night.